It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to this episode of 20 Minute Tims and we've got a man we've had on before, Sasha Pisani. Sasha joined us earlier in the summer when Celtic appointed Ange Postacoglu and we wanted some local knowledge of who the man was and since Celtic have signed Kyogo Furuhashi we thought who better to get on than the same man. How are you doing Sasha? Doing well, thanks for having me back on again, how are you? Good, thanks, good. Delighted to have you on. Can you give the listeners a wee, just a wee introduction of yourself just to remind them who you are please? Well, yeah, I work for Stats Perform. We're a uh, global sports news agency. Um, yeah, to provide a lot of content, editorial and video. Um, we also own Opta, Opta Sport. Um, I guess a lot of people know about them. Uh, so, yeah. Very good, Sasha. Now, you were very excited when Celtic brought in Ange Postacoglu. We didn't know too much about him, but once we got into it, once we found out what we needed to know, and once we spoke to yourself, of course, we were all excited about it. How excited are you for Celtic signing Kyogo Furuhashi? Well, I think it just typifies um, what Andrew's about and the type of player and the way he likes to play. I think I, I watched the watched a couple of the Celtic games so far, and it's great to sort of see the mood uh, changing. And I guess there was some apprehension when he was appointed. Ange, and the, the, he sort of won people over. Obviously, need to boost that squad. Um, hopefully, he's backed further in the in the market. But starting with Kyogo, um, I think someone like him and his record speaks for, for itself in, in Japan. Uh, the way Ange wants to play, I think he will help. You know, uh, get Celtic playing the way Ange wants to play. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I think it was just it sort of came out of nowhere. We just woke up one Friday morning. And all of a sudden, Celtic had signed a Japanese international. Usually you get a day or two where it's a few links here and there, but this came out of nowhere. When Ange was appointed, did you expect him to go back to Japan for any players? And would you think Kyogo was the, the main man he would have targeted? Well, there was a lot of rumours, you know, surfacing when Ange was appointed um, in, the, in the Asian market. And I think, not surprising that he, he's gone back down that path. Uh, when you look at Kyogo, I guess... Ange knows him better than most. You know, if you look at his record, he scored, I think, three goals uh, against F. Marinos when Ange was in charge there. So he's had a, a fair bit of luck against Ange's teams. Um, so, and I guess his versatility up front across the, you know, the forward areas is a, is a big boost uh, for Ange. And there's no sort of overlooking his, um, his, goal, his goals uh, and the record up front. You know, 15 goals and 21 appearances this season. Uh, I think it will add a lot. You know, it, it, 
not too big of a transfer fee, and there's a lot of upside for someone like him. So I don't think it surprised me, uh, given his standing in, in, in the J-League. So I think uh, uh, you know Celtic fans should be excited. Yeah, we are really excited, to be honest. And like, He's a 26-year-old forward, but you just said he's versatile across the, the front line. What would you say is his main position? Well, he can play on the flanks, um, but I, I think he's equally at home, you know, through the middle. You look at you look at his um, his number. I'll, I'll reel off some 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 numbers and and stats for you, and they're just really really impressive for for, for someone of his standing. Only there's only one other player who scored more goals in the J League uh, since 2018, and that was 44. He scored 42 by the time he left. And coming from a second-tier club in Japan, he made the this, this, this step up, you know, seamlessly. And then you look at the way, you know, the way Ange likes to play, he wants everyone involved. And Kyoko typifies that. Um, you know, 106 shots he, he was involved in, 82 himself, 24 chances created. It's the highest figure in the J-League this season. So he's always involved. Ange likes that with his players, whether in you know, defence or up front. So I think that's really exciting again. And it goes a long way to what Ange is trying to implement with his high-octane attacking style of play. Yeah, just watching Celtic over the last couple of friendly games, a couple of things I've noticed is well, the wide players stay wide. So if Kyogo's going to play out wide, I think he'll stay wide. What's he like Like one-on-one? Is he good at taking players on? Yeah, well, that's another one of his strengths, his dribbling ability. You know, he's probably the country's most exciting talent. Um, you know, his pace... Is another is another thing as well. So, his pace and his dribbling ability to get past an opponent is going to be very handy on the flanks if he does play out there. And equally so if he's going through the middle. You know, I think if you if there's been a fair few highlights shared on Twitter that you can see his his goals that he scored this season. He's very clinical, and that's what you want. So, I think he's a he's definitely a, an asset, and, and that versatility is going to come in. You know, hold Celtic in good stead. I think he could do a job up front from the goals I've watched. He gets in behind a lot, but the the one thing that might hold him back is his size. He's five foot seven, and look, that's not a big deal. The best player in the world is what small guy Lionel Messi. But Scottish football, it's a can be thought of as a bit agriculture, a bit physical sometimes. How do you think he'll fare with the physicality of the game? Well, that's the biggest question, isn't it? With yeah. Any player, you know, making the big step up from any country to you know changing, moving abroad, um, nothing's ever you know, you know, guaranteed. Um, the physicality, you know, the way they defend in Scotland might be you know different and might not get as much space and, and time on the ball. So, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. But just purely based on you know what he's done I, I, and his talent, and with you know Ange nurturing there. Bringing him in, um, I can't see why why he he, he he can't succeed. Obviously, there, there is those questions with the, with his size, but <laughs> I'm not going to say he is this person. But you know, Messi showed that size is uh, irrelevant. Um, so I think it, it, it bodes well. I, I, there's there was obviously questions with Andrew as well coming in. Can he can he you know translate success in Japan to to, to Scottish football? Um, hopefully, he can do that. I think he will do that, and I think it's the same with Kyogo. From watching Celtic so far in these friendlies, as I've mentioned, we've sort of had Leela Bada, he's a guy, an Israeli we signed and he's been playing predominantly in the light, the right-hand side. We've had David Turnbull in the number 10 and Odson Edwards started up front. So from my thinking, I think it'll be on the left-hand side that Kyogo will mainly play or if anywhere else it might be up front. Do you think that would be the ideal position for him because maybe the physicality because of his size if we put him out wide man maybe further down the line we can move him inside do you think he'd 
one thing I've noticed from Celtic in the last couple of games is I've been a bit wary that we haven't got enough bodies in the box when we're breaking sometimes. Do you think Kyle goes the man for that? Judging by the goals, I think so, but you'd be better off to tell me. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, you, playing on the left is definitely one of his strengths. Um, and I, I must say, uh, Abada was really impressive in the Champions League qualifying. I think he's another handy signing as well, just to start off with there. Um, he looked, he, he was really impressive. It was a shame that there was a red card that sort of cut short his appearance in, in that match. Um, but in terms of Kyogo, yeah, you know, you can obviously move him forward uh, more centrally down the down the track um, to ease him in, maybe start him on the left. Um, but like I said, he's equally at home across any any, any sort of part of the of the attacking third. Um, and, and his pace, like I said, you know, trying to, to break, uh, you know, on those counters will um, be really important for what Ange is trying to do. Yeah, something Celtic severely lacked last season was any sort of pace. We we had no width at all, really. We had to play wing-backs and then play a 4-4-2 diamond and it just showed Scotland you need to stretch teams, so I'm looking really forward to that now. Kyogo is right-footed, isn't he? But he's very good with both feet. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's yeah, both feet um, scores goals and creates. And, and I was just looking at his numbers before again, just to touch on, you know, involved in 58 goals um, since his debut um, in the J-League three years, uh, three years ago, 42, he scored 16 assists. Um, it's the most by any player in that period in the J-League. So again, that just sort of typifies what he's about. You know, he can score goals, but he can, you know, equally, you know, create goals as well. So that's really important uh, when you're in a, a team uh, managed by Ange. Um, but yeah, like I said, his versatility, you know, and, and, t- and typically Japanese players are, very technically sound and skillful with both feet. So, um, yeah, it's another really good asset and summing up uh, his sleeve. It's music to Celtic fans' ears because one of the best players we've ever seen is Lubo Moravchik and still to this day don't know whether he was right-footed or left-footed, so I'm sure fans will be excited about this. When you mentioned those numbers there... I was having a look at a few, a lot of his goals, and it seemed to me that he gets in behind a lot. That pace you mentioned, how do you think he'll fare in Scotland? Because he might not get that that space in behind. Because if Celtic are up against a team, maybe apart from Rangers, they'll probably sit in and try to counter on Celtic. How do you think he'll do if, without that lack of space? Is he intelligent enough to work around that? Well, I think that's probably a question um, about probably Andrew's teams in general in Scotland. A lot of the questions were about you know can the way he played football translate, you know, into, into Scottish football. He won't be probably getting the, the same amount of, you know, time and space compared to Japan. Um, but uh, it's, it's the big question, um, but it's something that, you know, will test Ange and will test Kyogo as well um, to unlock these defences. Um, but given the way Ange coaches and the way he treats his players, um, they'll be working from the, you know, from the outset to, to you know, when they they'll be coming up against these sort of teams a lot, um, but yeah, like I said, with with Ange, he's a very smart footballing brain, um, so he'll be working close with Kyogo to help him out, obviously help himself out with his teams because he likes to play that type of football, and it'll never change. That's one thing I've sort of harped on, and he's harped on about it a lot. He 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 never sways from his belief. Doesn't matter who he's playing against or what type of football match it is, the opponent. He he never changes his his, his style of play. So. He's very set in his ways, which is, a, which is a really good thing in terms of his belief. Um, and I think it'll be the same in this regard. That's something I really like because from what I've seen at Celtic and the, the friendlies and the one competitive game is we have a style of play, we have a set style of play and we're going to play it. The problem, as you've probably seen, is we don't have the players yet. 
it's going to be very difficult because Celtic needed maybe six to eight first team players and look we've got enough we've already got in maybe three Kyogo being one of them it's going to be a, a hard transition well I think I was reading something recently he wanted to play the the first match of the season that was that what he was aiming for so I, I, I can't see why not if he arrived when he needed to arrive and you know get up to speed he's obviously coming straight from a season so he's match fit yeah. um so yeah i can't see why he wouldn't be involved in, you know like like you touched on there um you know the lack of sort of players and the, the need for you know new faces coming in and Andrew sort of harped on about that already you know he needs bodies in um it's great to see and i've noticed that as well that you know the, the style of play is evident there already obviously um he needs some 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 more bodies in there reinforcements to to help um, hopefully he does get the backing. I think I think he wouldn't have taken on the job if he he wasn't given assurances that he'd be backed in the market. Hopefully he does get those guys in who he wants, whoever they may be before the, the start of the season. Um, but yeah, I, I think yeah he the form he showed this season only a couple of weeks ago, or probably two weeks ago, he scored his on his last game for Bristol um, Kobe. So um, yeah, I, I could see him playing first, involved first game of the season for sure. Just how far in is the J League right now? It's about 22, 23 games, I believe. So is that is that sort of coming towards the end of their season then? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, more than halfway. Definitely more than halfway. So yeah, he's you know he's plus cup football as well. So he's had a in a couple of friendly matches as well. So he's uh, plenty of minutes in the legs. Yeah, and I wonder if that will with Kyogo. I can kind of see him getting off to a smashing start, but. Do you think further into the season, because he's coming from a season, he's coming towards the end of that, into a fresh season, do you think he'll start to tire towards the second half of the season for Celtic, just due to the lack of breaks? Possibly, possibly, yeah. Um, that'd be one for you know Andrew's staff to sort of monitor, and I, I guess that could be a question as well with um, Andrew's squad and how they adapt to his his methods. You know, it's physically uh, demanding, his uh, style of play. I've heard quite stories about his training and how you know taxing it is on the players. So um, that we interesting to see how that sort of eventuates throughout the season and, and transpires because yeah he, he trains his players hard and he, he expects a lot of them you know given the, the way they press and the sort of play they the pace they play at. So that's probably something to keep an eye on not just for Kyogo but for the players already there. Yeah, I think it's something that well we've got Mikey Johnson who can play on the left hand side. Ryan Christie started there, and on the other side we have Karamoko Dembele, James Forrest, and now Abada. So I think there might be a bit of rotation across the front line this season. Just when you're talking about Angela, when you came in, when he came in, sorry, you said look, he won't take any nonsense. He's got his way. He's not going to be a yes man. I think some people just sort of presumed he'd be a yes man and thought this is the biggest job he'll get, so he'll just do sort of what he's told. But over the last week or so, he's came out and he said, look, we're not getting the players in quickly enough. We're hesitating things. You expected him to come out with all this, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, nothing nothing surprised me. And the thing with, with Ange, I spoke to a couple of form, former assistants of his and players and uh, he he's not one to sit still. So for people thinking he's coming and this will probably be his biggest job of his career, and while it's a the biggest um, job Australian managers had in our history in in the country, this is this is not where he intends to stop. And, I was, and a lot of you know ex players and assistants of his have says that this is a, you know he he's eyeing even bigger things after this. He's the type of man he is. So the way the way he's speaking and what you're hearing is exactly how he's been throughout his career. 
um, whether it was back in you know in Australia or in Japan. Um, he's always always wanted to, to to strive for better. Even you know people say, oh, 55 isn't the youngest, but he's just getting started really. So I can see him even going on to bigger and better things. You know, in, in, in football, um, this is a massive deal for him, um, and he wants to you know to make a, a smashing start and hopefully you know make progress in the Champions League. Um, but yeah, this doesn't surprise me. His attitude throughout his career has never never changed. Um, and it's great to see that people are sort of warming to him and getting a really good idea of what he's about because, yeah, he's definitely not a yes man and he's not afraid to speak up. So it's pleasing to see that more people are, are seeing that. Yeah, it's great to see the the honesty has been great and it's good somebody comes out and finally calls the board out because we all know as Celtic fans it, it does take too long to make transfers and I think most fans are thinking that this guy's been hung out to dry going into this Champions League qualifiers with that defence. Just one more thing on Ange as well is see when he's doing his post-mass press conferences or speaking to the media you said he doesn't like it but he really doesn't like it at all does he? <laughs> yeah yeah it's just it's not you can just tell like I think I touched on this last time. He doesn't tend to make too much eye contact. He just no, he, he's not a he's not a he's not really a fan of it. I think it's more of a you know, obligation for him to him to do it. Um, and he, he'd rather be out on the training pitch, you know, getting his point across and getting his players up to speed. So yeah, it's it's definitely not surprising to see the way you know, his mannerism in front of the camera. Um, yeah, it's definitely not his his favorite part of the job. But as long as he's getting results on the pitch, he, he'll be happy to you know to do those things. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it'll all be good to forget the players for him. I can't see anything but success for the guy. Just back to Kyogo then. Well, the way Ange plays, you've mentioned the pressing and all that. Would Kyogo fit into that style ideally? And how was Kobe in that that sort of way? Is that the way they played? Were they a pressing team? Yeah, Ange sort of came in and and you know, took it to a new level in Japan, uh, but they're typically sort of across that style, uh, style of football in Japan. Um, so I, I can't see any you know, sort of drastic changes for him and getting up to speed in the way that Ange plays um, and the way you know Japan national team plays. So I don't think there'd be an issue in that regard. I think it really will benefit Ange having someone like him that he knows really well, albeit you know, conceded you know, three goals against him uh, in Japan, but he knows him really well and how lethal he can be. Um, so given, like we, we said, the, how slow it's been to get sort of players in, to have someone uh, relatively up to speed the way Ange plays um, will be really important come first day of the, you know, the, the, the league season. Yeah, he's coming in and as you said, he's match fit as well. One thing I noticed from the highlights and watching all the, the usual YouTube is he's so energetic and dynamic, isn't he? Yeah, it's it's refreshing, isn't it? Yeah, you, you wouldn't even think he's like, when you look at him. You probably think he's nineteen twenty. <laughs> he's it's he's um he's still obviously quite young, but yeah, he's really energetic, um, enthusiastic, and that's like I said, it's that's what Ange loves, um, you know, and people to buy into the way he plays, and he, he looks like a smart footballer as well, which is important to take on board what Ange wants to put across. Um, so again, yeah, really beneficial for Ange and for Celtic in general. So I think. It's it, to have this mix of Ange and Kyogo together. Uh, that blend is really, really an exciting prospect for Celtic fans if it does click on the pitch. Lovely stuff. And just when you mentioned there, you think he's nineteen twenty. He is twenty six years old. Are you quite surprised that he stayed in the J League? Well, he's been at Kobe since two thousand and eighteen. But are you surprised somebody else didn't come in for him? Well, I'm not sure if I, if I'm the start. 
I think I read that some PSV might have been interested, but I'm not sure how accurate that was. Um, but you know, a lot of Japanese players are you know happy in, in Japan, um, very content there. So a little bit surprising, but not that surprising if that makes sense. So, but it's great to see him you know taking that leap. We've seen a lot of really talented Japanese players. Um, you know, going to Germany or abroad, and there's been some, you know, particular one particular Japanese player who uh, started, you know, in Glasgow with Celtic. So hopefully yes. he can have a similar uh, career at Celtic. One of the things I was reading up on him is that he was he was happy in Japan. Kobe had qualified for the Asian Champions League, and of course they signed Andres Iniesta. The chance to play alongside Andres Iniesta. Is one that a lot of players would take. How much do you think he'll have learned from that guy? Oh, hell of a lot, hell of a lot. And you know, and yesterday spoke glowingly of of him uh, before the move happened. I think it was earlier this year, saying that he was you know destined to play and, and succeed in Europe. So if you're getting that sort of endorsement from a, you know a Barcelona and Spanish great, I think uh, you're doing pretty well for yourself. So um, if he's speaking like that. You know, when he's joining up with Ange, I think it's uh, exciting. Like I said, for Celtic and playing alongside, uh, you know, Iniesta, just the, the the footballing brain and just the experience he's had is going to improve anyone. So I think he'll take that on board, and you know, hopefully that translates into, into Scottish football. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What about in the sense that he's going to be coming in here, he doesn't speak much English, does he? Is that going to be a problem for him, do you think? 
Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think <laughs> looking at um, if Ange can go to Japan, um, surround you know, no one speaking any English, and uh, getting his uh, message across and style of play, and that translating that into a you know a, a title, which I don't think probably gets the recognition that it deserves. How difficult that can be, I think. Um, yeah, Kyogo will have. Um, he'll be arriving right with himself uh, in Scotland. We see all over the world different languages coming together, so. I think he'll be supported well there and he'll let his football do the talking. So, Sasha, we've got this guy. You've told us his strengths. You've told us all the possible weaknesses, but they're not really weaknesses. Give us some of the numbers involved here. Yeah, so Opta, they do a points one. So they determine points one thanks to a player's goal. It's based on how many points a team would have accrued, a, you know, had a certain player not scored in that game at all. So, for example, a hat-trick in a 6-1 win, you know, would gain no points. Yeah. Whereas one in a 1-1 one, 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 one draw gets one, two in a 2-1 win gets three, two in a 2-0 win gets two, and so on. So, this season, uh, thanks to his goals and assists, he had 16 points, um, which is the, yeah, the most this season. So, something a bit, bit different in terms of stats, that, you know, away from the usual, you know, XG, these expected goals now have become, you know, fascinating for a lot of a lot of football people, not too many people interested in it, but it, it, it's a growing phenomenon in football. In, in terms of that as well, you know, before his farewell appearance on Saturday, he had the highest non-penalty expected goals, best non-penalty XG per shot, most shots following a carry, and most shot involvements following a carry in, in 2021. So those are some stats from Opta, um, which just sort of illustrate just what the sort of player he is. He is. Um, and like I said, uh, it's a it's a an exci- it's a sign that you know excites me and it should excite a lot of Celtic fans. So Sasha, basically, what you're telling us is we find the Japanese Leno Messi, judging by those numbers. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's all we need to know. Right, I, I'm sure I know the answer to this, but gun to your head, is he going to be a success at Celtic? With Ange there, it's hard not to be successful. He improves everyone. So I think, uh, not trying to be too biased, there's an, there's an Aussie following Ange at Celtic, but I think, I think, I think this is uh, one that'll be ticked off as a success you know, come the end of the season. Having watched Celtic in the qualifier, as you said, do you, do you see him in, on the left-hand side or would you see him predominantly up front position-wise? I can honestly see him both, um, depending on the need or where he needs to go, um, on the left or through the middle really up to Ange in the situation that they find themselves in. Um, I'd I like to see him through the middle, but like I said, the pace out wide will be um, uh, really crucial as well. So one for Ange to sort of pick, but uh, yeah, like I said, he's, his versatility uh, should make it uh, <laughs> good for Ange up his sleeve to sort of pick where he wants to go. I'm really looking forward to it. I think Celtic lacked wide players that were a real goal threat over the last season because we didn't play that formation but with uh, Abada getting a goal already in his debut if we bring in Furuhashi on the other side but just one thing on Ange see when Ange's in his teams has he ever had like, a physical striker up front because when some of the some of the games we've watched recently I thought maybe someday with a wee bit of physical presence there that brings other people into games would be ideal for Ange is that has he ever had that in any of his teams before? Um the one that stands out is probably Bessar Borussia Brisbane Raw uh, in the A-League here in Australia. Um, not overly physical, but a, you know, a strong player up front. He scored a lot of goals. Um, but since then, you look at, you look at you know, Yokohama F. Marinos and the players he had there, they weren't overly physical. So 
it just depends on what's in the market and the way he wants to play. But typically, he doesn't really go down that path. It's, I guess it's just whoever suits best suits his style of play. I don't think he's you know set in stone the sort of you know the physical attributes of a player and the way that you know, their height and you know physicality. Um, but yeah, Bruce is probably the one that sort of stands out the most from Australia. The last time he really had someone of that ilk. Um, but yeah, like it's always nice to have that sort of option up front as well to bring plays into the game, like you said. Um, whether he tries to bring someone else in, um, but there's obviously a few other areas that probably need addressing first. Um, but yeah, what are you are you confident looking heading into the qualifier? Do you think they'll make it through? I was confident after last last week's performance, but unfortunately, the performance at the weekend, the friendly against West Ham, Celtic were beaten six two. If you don't know, but the goals they conceded, some of them were comical and it was just the defence. I felt it only took one or two passes and they were in on top of us and when they did, Celtic's goalkeepers aren't great either. So while it's looked good going forward, it's just at the back. But at the same time, I can't blame Ange for that because he's left with a defence that is honestly the worst I've ever seen in my time supporting Celtic there's nobody there over the age of 23 I think we've got two young guys that have came through our own academy playing in the centre half and a right back who quite frankly shouldn't be at the club because he's not good enough but Celtic haven't made the moves to replace these guys yet and it's all been too late for Ange so if we do get through I think we can but it's just a defence I worry about and Chris Sutton a former player said that um, before the game against Michelin, he said, look, Ange is a good, good manager. He's not a miracle worker. Nobody's going to do well with this defence. So that's the only thing. But I feel if Neil Beaton hadn't been sent off, I think Celtic would have strolled that game. How did you think they performed on the night? I think it was really, really encouraging. Um, yeah. So early into his tenure, obviously it was, I, I thought they possibly could have held on for a, for a win there. Uh, but I think, fortunately, there's no away goals this year, is there? Yeah. They've introduced. So that's that, that's probably a bonus as well. But yeah, I think just, you know, given what we've seen so far and, the, you know, the lack of movement in the transfer market and, you know, he hasn't really been there for that long, mm. to see that sort of imprint on the team already so quickly and then you can see what they're trying to do, I think fans should be encouraged by that. Yeah, I saw the result, the 6-2 loss to West Ham. Uh, not great, but I think... Um, you know, all eyes are on that qualifier. So I, I, I wouldn't be too concerned just yet. Not great to see with fans back in the stadium. Um, but I think people quickly forget about that if they can get past. And it's obviously daunting that even if you get past this qualifier, you've got PSV or Galatasaray waiting. So, um, but it's it's definitely encouraging, which is good, you know, to for the, the, the season, you know, the league season hasn't even started yet. So once the complete buy-in is there and the, the defence is shored up, I think we'll see even better things from Celtic. Yeah, definitely. I think I think we've got Carl Starfield at centre-half. He's going to be available for Saturdays, the league starting, and so will Kyogo, hopefully. So I think that was two guys who will pretty much come in straight away. So looking forward to that. Really need a right and left back to complement the way Ange plays. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm all in on Ange after hearing everything. I think most fans are. And I think Kyogo, I just hope he's a, a success. If I was asked you to put a number on it, how many goals do you think Kyogo's going to get for Celtic this season? <laughs> You're putting him on. on the spot here. Uh, I think I think five would be a decent number in his first Ooh. season. Five, five, five with, with you know, with a, depending on where he's playing on the left or through the middle. Five with you know, 
as many assists or something like that. A good split. I think I think most fans would take that. Five goals, five assists, and hopefully more. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. You put me on the spot. I'm going to say yeah, five goals, five assists, and I think we're happy. Sasha, I think you're you're underselling it there. I'm going for ten to fifteen goals for the man. I've, <laughs> I've got faith in him. I've I hope faith. you're right. I hope you're right. <laughs> well, Sasha, thanks very much for joining us. I think. I'm excited about Ange after speaking after we spoke to you before. I'm excited about Kyogo now and I'm excited about the season ahead. Hope you'll enjoy watching Celtic and thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me again. I am of course joined by Ross Goodwin of Boys Analytics. Ross, how are we doing? I'm doing good, Martin. Thanks for having me on again. We are here to discuss Celtic's new Japanese sensation, Kyogo Furuhashi, 26-year-old. Five foot seven, signed from Vassell Kobe. I am excited about this one. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, this is probably the marquee signing so far of the summer, is, is what I would say. Uh, Japanese market, not a market that's exploited enough by most teams around the around Europe, to be honest. I think Germans, the German teams have been doing really well to extract the best talent and get the most out of them. Uh, we've seen um, quite a few success stories. The success stories from Asia, the frequency of them starting to rise. So I'm very happy. This is the this is Andrew's man. He's watched him. He knows exactly how he plays. He's coming in. He's going to be match fit. Japanese league's been ongoing, so he's not going to need any time to get up to match fitness or anything like that. He's match fit. He's ready to go. Um, he's had consistent output just every single season uh, since he's been playing in Japan. So I've got no doubts that he's going to be able to continue that pretty comfortably um, um, this season. And he's had uh, 0.39 XG per 90 and 0.16 XA per 90 and that's pretty common across any season he's played um, a few people have asked oh well why has he stayed in Japan so long I think uh, Vissel Kobe um, playing alongside Iniesta big money they have a, way, a far bigger more, I think around double the wage budget Celtic so he was offered the money and the chance to play with some of the biggest names in football and that managed to persuade him to stay for a few extra years uh, but now he's coming to Europe to try and make his name and I think um He's going to have the perfect manager under Ange. He's a high-energy player, two-footed, uh, can play across the front three comfortably. Um, so he's just, for me, he's one of the perfect signings. It gives us a lot more flexibility going forward, especially when our squad's, uh, squad's quite limited as it is at the moment. Yeah, I'm really excited by it. And you're right, I think he has. He stayed there a couple of seasons where people thought he'd only went up to the top league in 2018, but his form since then has been sensational. And I think... Kobe have had Podolski, they've had David Villa and Iniesta of course and if you're going to learn from one guy Iniesta's the man he plays across the front line, he has played as a striker but 5 foot 7 striker, not to be like that but that's going to be very difficult in Scotland unless we have three players interchanging and maybe a wee bit like Liverpool or Man, Man City where we don't really have that out and out striker but is, from what I've seen more up front or left wing would be the positions for him would you agree with that? Yeah yeah so the, this season I think the first he's really played as the out and out striker for Vizio Kobe and it's been the season where he's had the best output I think he's the top scorer in the league at the moment either that or second top scorer in the league in, in the J League at the moment uh, previous seasons he primarily played on the left side but he would often switch um, wings maybe during the game or um, throughout different matches depending on the opposition they were playing um, but yeah, it's going to be the left side is going to be if Ryan Christie does stay, I do think um, he's going to play through the middle. But if Ryan Christie goes, um, he's definitely going to be a good option to have on that left wing. I think maybe for 
his benefit. We might be better starting him on the left wing for this season and then as he progresses and grows into the league, maybe move him inside. But look, it could be interchangeable. I trust Ange to be the man to sort him out for that. What's the the type of goals he scores for Colby? So this, for me, I thought it was actually quite interesting because this was kind of like what people probably wanted Clamalla to be. Um, He he gets on the uh, shoulder of the defender and gets in behind. Um, I think we've seen uh, Celtic in their much more open play get a lot more opportunities to do this. They're a lot more clever in creating opportunities to do this. So there's going to be more opportunities for Celtic to get in behind. And I know people say, oh, it's a low block. You can't get in behind. I mean, that's not wholly true. The low block, you can still get in behind. You just need to be more precise and move the defence a lot more to actually work those opportunities and have strikers more aware to do that. Um, what he has over Kamala is a complete technical ability where he is good on the ball he's got a great first touch um, he's probably a better finisher as well he's got a goal conversion rate higher than Edward um, so he's 18% Edward's 17.5% so he's slightly above Edward and actually getting goals from his shots uh, gets a good amount of touches in the box a good amount of pace to take the take a touch drop the shoulder get by the man and get a shot away um, a lot of shots from inside the box as well, so he likes to get the shots from that central area where the quality of chances are higher. So he's clearly been coached well at Fisel Kobe, and I'd assume Ange is going to be looking for more of the same from him. If he is playing on that wing area, he's very good at arriving late. I think we've seen Christie also show that uh, of late as well, which is what Ange is looking for his uh, wingers to do. So I'd expect Fura, uh, Furashi to be doing that as well, arriving late, getting cha- getting in front of defenders and getting shots away, uh, using his more nimble frame uh, and pace to, to take, uh, take advantage maybe more cumberf- uh, cumbersome centre-backs uh, in Scotland. What about in terms of attacking-wise, one-on-one? Is he, is he pacey? Does he take players on? Is it, Can he get to the byline if need be? Uh, yeah, I, I would say well, if he's two-footed in nature, he's um, pretty comfortable crossing both uh, with both feet. Uh, probably a bit more preferring his right foot, so maybe you could call him a bit more of an inverted um, winger. But uh, I, I wouldn't say that's something I, I, I've noticed too much. Uh, he does have pace to burn. He can um, knock the ball and run. Um, it's not one something that's his um, main attribute. He does he dribbles um, four point four seven times per 90 uh, with a quite a good accurate uh, with quite a good success rate of 46 percent so you're he's going to beat the man probably two to three times per game uh, which is going to get him space to create chances or get shots away um, which I think is quite promising a uh, 33 percent crossing accuracy um, not the best in the world but a lot better than what we've seen la- last season I can guarantee that um, that, <laughs> that is stronger than a baddest crossing accuracy of 32 percent 32 percent um, so he's pretty decent at crossing the ball as well. So I think when when describing him, and especially when I created his radars, it was kind of hard to define what his weaknesses were. He wasn't showing that he was bad in anything. He was quite a strong all-rounder, which I think might be quite attributed to him playing across the three positions. So he's got good position. He's got so when I make my my radars for forwards, I do include strikers and wingers, um, because I think that's quite a good way to. Dis- you should be getting different radars for your wingers and strikers, and that should kind of discern where they're kind of better playing. But for Furuhashi, he um, he just seems like a good all rounder, and this will help him play across the front three. The worry is his height, and I hate it because we guys always play with. There's always great players that are we. It's just the physicality of the game. But what about his? He's up and down all day, isn't he? He's pressing, he's energy, he's dynamic. He doesn't. He looks like he can go all day for me. Yeah, well, this is the thing, though. Even if you can't win the ball with your physicality, as long as you're causing enough panic in the opposition that they're going to make a mistake or they're going to go long, um, that's what you're looking for um, from a player like Furashi. He's still got 
around five def- successful defensive actions per 90, which is more than Forrest. And I think it's d- around double what Edward pre- provides. So although he is playing maybe wide, but that th- that th- those that data is from him playing centre forward this season. So it's a lot of counter pressing he does. He presses high, he presses fast, he puts defenders under a lot of pressure. So although he might not be winning it from direct tackles, he might be winning it from a player taking too long to pass. And that's where we see like, a good number of um, possession adjusted interceptions where he's winning the ball. And then that, when you're winning the ball in that high transition, that's when uh, he can be really dangerous with his pace and good technical ability to find other players that are going to be there because the press that we're going to have is going to be really high you're going to have players running off him if he wins it early and you're, he's going to be able to put people in through and goal so I'm, I'm quite hopeful uh, in terms of his defensive output it might not be oh he's not winning that um, that defensive duel but he's going to put, put people under a lot of pressure and win the ball once it's all away from their feet um, is what I'm hoping There's been a lot of scrutiny over Celtic's lack of signings or signings this season how long deals taken who's making the signings but we can all agree this is Andrew's man. This, this, this is one of the guys that he's brought forward. He scored three goals against Ange in his time in Japan as well. It all seems too good to be true. Is he an ideal fit for Celtic? I think he's an ideal... I, I don't really... Uh, I fit for Celtic's whatever system we're playing and is, is he a fit for Ange's system? Yeah, he profiles very well for the kind of high press, high intensity game. He's very fit. He can run all day. So he fits Ange's style, which is what we're going to be playing. So yeah, I'd say he's a good fit for Celtic this season. Uh, I do share some of your worries. He's coming from the J-League. Uh, the J-League, in terms of average opposition, is probably stronger than maybe the average SPFL opposition, but he's going to be going into, hopefully going into Europe this season. He's going to have to perform against Rangers, who are better uh, than most of the J-League opposition. So he's not going to have, I don't think he'll have too many issues with more the teams underneath in the Glasgow clubs, but uh, I'll be intrigued to see how he does against better opposition um, going forward, because uh, I think that's where he's really going to be tested. I think and this is the thing I like with Celtic now. Before we had no options last season out wide. Now we've signed Furuhashi, we've signed Abada, and we've got Forrest and maybe Christie if he stays. If that was your options, we'll say right now that's your options, Ross. You are. Would it be an upgrade from going from director of football, which you've been before here, to Celtic head coach? Along, well, you've taken over Andrew, right? And you've got the choice out of the two wide players, you have to pick out the four of them. Who would your two starting ones be? Uh, well, if we still have Edward, it's going to be, oh, I don't know, Christie. Christie, I'd never actually really imagine him playing on that left wing, uh, but he's been really good. Got everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think coming into the season, Christie knows the league. He's got good, he's always had good output for Celtic. If he signs a contract, I'd be very keen to see him continue in that left wing role he's been in. And Forrest as well, strong output over the past four seasons. If he's match fit, I'd imagine um, Forrest and Christie would be your starters if they're staying. Um, I'd imagine Edward, as uh, I think he's just been a bit already been put in for him just today. It's been uh, with Duncan Castle linking him. Uh, so I'd imagine Furuhashi would be my starter in the centre forward position if he if Edward leaves. Um, and I'd have Furuhashi over a jetty at the moment. Just in terms of the way Ange plays, and I've spoke about uh, having quick players that can all interchange but sometimes watching in the couple of games with Abada putting those crosses in with Christie on that left foot as well but crosses in sometimes I feel a defender a striker sorry like a more Moussa Dembele and an Odson Edward would fit Angie's system a bit better do you agree with that or do you think once he gets these players and maybe if Edward goes that 
that's not the type of profile we'll go for. I think if Edward goes, he's going to try and sign a player like that. I think Ajeti profile is quite similar to Maeda, who was his striker at the Marinos. Um, all his goals basically in a very small, concentrated area in the middle of the box, coming from crosses. So it's whether if, if Ange sees Ajeti is good enough to do that role for Celtic, I think we might see him try and push for that. If he doesn't, I, I've, I think I've said players like Mohamed Bayo, uh, and who's just been promoted to the League One in France? He was the top top scorer in the in League Two. Um, very good prospect. Very um, physical player. Uh, holds the ball up well uh, and can do a lot of running um, with his athleticism. I think he'd be a good kind of target to go for. But there's going to be plenty of players. I don't, I don't think we're ready for another bio, Ross. I don't think <laughs> the, we're quite ready. I, I'm sure he's. Got, I'm sure this one's going to be. Um, uh, a top player going forward but th- that's the thing though. I think Furuhashi is going to do the job for now whether he wants to p- bring a player in more like Maeda and use Furuhashi as more of a backup striker or f- to try and change games uh, Furuhashi might be better in Europe for getting him behind teams that are going to be playing a bit higher up um, it it's just gives him you just want him to have as many options as possible get, have, make that front three as flexible as possible and to change games uh, as, you, as you see fit uh, I think if we get one more maybe atta- uh, attacker in with the squad that is at the moment and uh, and if we sell Edward, get another striker in that can be a, a guaranteed starter, maybe a bit more of a physical presence, uh, then we're going to have a really good uh, front line. Uh, however, I'd say um, our problems do still at the moment lie elsewhere, uh, as I'm sure we'll discuss. <laughs> Come the end of the season, how do you see Furuhashi getting on at Celtic? I f- would be... Su- I think if it's his first season... I, I I'd say maybe his output's not going to be at his maximum because you've still got that settling in period. But I'd be surprised if he doesn't have at least 15 goals and assists uh, minimum and then trying to build up from there. Build up from there? That's his first season. This is what I want to hear, Ross. This is what I want to hear. We'll hold you to that one. So you think he's going to be a, a good se- signing long-term for Celtic? I definitely think so. He's also, this isn't a player that's 21-22. He's, uh, was he 26? So he's in, he's just about to enter his peak attacking years. So I would expect his output to be good this season and get better over the next two, uh, next two seasons uh, before maybe rounding off. So yeah, I, I do think he's going to be a good signing for Celtic. Yeah, that listener's 15 goals at least this season. It'll be the golden boot next year. Furuhashi will be the superstar. And it's very nice to get a guy in that contains a red flag that isn't Tony Ralston signing a deal. It isn't Lee Griffith signing a deal. It's a nice red and white flag for a change. In case people don't know, which they probably will by now, where can we find uh, you? Yeah, you can find me at Boys Analytics on Twitter. Uh, if you just search that, it should come up. And uh, thanks again for having me on, Martin. Always a, always a pleasure. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.